This is episode 364, part one of a three-part series, He Said, with Tyler. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. So as you heard from the intro, this is part one of a three-part series where I'm coaching a couple in a relationship. Today's episode, I'm talking to and coaching the gentleman in the relationship. Next week, you'll hear me coach the lady in the relationship. And then the following week, you will hear me coach them together. So we thought it'd be cool to let you really into the way I do relationship coaching, which is I don't just coach the couple, I coach the individuals as well, because I find that for a couple's coaching to really be successful, having those individual sessions really, really helps move the couple along and gives people a chance to get support outside the relationship because so often it is our own personal stuff that's contributing to the relational issues. So I hope you enjoy this three-part series. Before we dive in, early bird enrollment for my signature retreat is ending like today. (laughs) So if you want to take advantage of the early bird pricing, then you're going to want to register ASAP for my signature retreat. It's the most transformational work I do. It's really the only in-person work that I do. Ladies, this is especially for you. And gentlemen listening, if you want to get your wife, girlfriend, sister, daughter, mother, woman in your life, the most epic gift give her the gift of coming to my signature retreat. It will be a gift for you too, because she will come back a different woman. Not that anything's wrong with her. She will just come back a more, I shouldn't say different. I should say the more authentic, relaxed, recharged version of herself. So go to christinehaster.com slash signature retreat and get all the info there. As you're listening to my coaching call with Tyler, are you someone that loves romance, loves the infatuation period in a relationship, but then after that wears off, it gets a little hard? Do you feel like your needs really aren't being met in your relationship? Are you like you can't communicate them? Do you have a parental wound, a mother or father wound? And you're not sure, but you think it may be impacting how you're showing up in relationship. And finally, Are you questioning whether the relationship you're in is the one you should be in or whether it has an expiration date and it's time to move forward? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my conversation with Tyler. Before we dive in, I want to talk to you about the Mind Doc app. Doesn't our mind need a doc every now and then? I think so. (laughs) So what it can do is it can help you bolster your mental health and consequently your physical and emotional health, whether you're generally fine or struggling with something. You answer a few questions throughout the day through the app, and then the app's smart algorithms provide you with an overview of your mental well-being. You then get personalized feedback for issues most relevant to you. So the courses and audio cover a huge range of topics about mental health. You can get information about improving sleep, managing stress, overcoming phobias, learning to deal with conflict constructively, and a bunch more. I love this app. So over time, the app's resources can help you learn strategies to get better at taking care of your own mental health. This can look like reducing your vulnerability towards anxiety and depression and possibly ease symptoms. So if you want to check it out and take advantage of a 50% off subscription, head to the link in my show notes 
and use the code Christine50. So again, the link is in my show notes to go to the app and you get 50% off a six month subscription. So instead of it being $44.99, it's only $22.49. Code Christine50. Six months, 22 bucks. That's a steal. That's a steal. I would try it out. It's worth it. Again, go to the link in my show notes, enter the code Christine50. And now on to my coaching session with Tyler. Tyler, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk with you. So I'm in a relationship with an absolutely amazing woman, and I could really use some help in gaining clarity as to whether or not I want to make strides towards making her my life partner or if we'd be better served to let each other go. Those are two very different things. I know we are at some interesting crossroads and we're kind of at a point where it's like, all right, uh, take action in one way or another. We just, we want clarity, whatever that means. Okay. So like in a lot of ways, she feels like my rock and, and has some core traits that I really want in a partner and I love her to death for, but at the same time, I, I experience a lot of resistance with her and energetically kind of push her away rather than move closer to her. And it kind of feels like I'm almost one foot in one foot out emotionally on my end. Okay. Uh, we go through pretty consistent periods of feeling disconnected and, and kind of hitting a breaking point and then, you know, finally talking about it and taking inventory of our relationship and then feeling connected again. But it always kind of seems to come back to some sort of stagnancy. Um, and I've kind of, <laughs> I'm an over overthinker at heart. So <laughs> I, I think the majority of our issues come back to our lack of alignment in our masculine and feminine polarities. Okay. I've noticed most of the time when I'm not feeling 100% in, I'm energetically kind of, you know, rejecting her, pushing her away because it feels like I'm almost dating a version of my mom or mm-hmm. because she feels a bit masculine to me at times. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out which of these things are kind of my wounds to work through and, and grow out of and potentially grow closer with her or which uh, versus which things are okay to accept and kind of just determine as our differences that ultimately might need to, to separate us, you know? And it's probably all of the above. <laughs> Take out the last line that may need to separate you, but you know, some of it's our wounding, some of it's difference. We have to work through together. That's a yeah. relationship, know. you know, especially a conscious one. You could yeah. just, you know, drink all day and watch Netflix and, and pretend, but that's not the relationship that you signed up for, especially if you listen to a show like this. So just a couple yeah. background questions. How long have you been together? Uh, just over three years now. And ha- roughly how old are each of you? Just trying to get an idea. Yeah, she just turned 28 and I am 29. Okay, so haven't had a long history of serious relationships. You guys are still both pretty young. Correct, and that's a part of the confusion is this is both of our uh, longest relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is this some of this stuff, like the stagnancy or what feels like a lack of excitement, is that just normal because we're past infatuation? Or yes. is it like, no, we're not? <laughs> <laughs> no, damn it, I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> yes, it changes. It changes, yeah. and the attraction becomes more about intimacy and about exploring sexuality together. The initial infatuation attraction, that's easy. That's low-hanging fruit attraction. Relationships that are really next-level relationships take intimacy and sexuality um, and affection to another level where it's really about exploring and going deeper with each other and not just relying on the quick high. It's like the difference between you know, going to 7-Eleven and buying a bag of Skittles for a sugar high or really taking the time to make an amazing chocolate souffle. You get a sugar high from both, but it's a much different way of getting there. 
So I think part of this is expectations and wanting that kind of attraction infatuation thing. You know, that's something that builds. So I wouldn't let that be the red flag because usually in relationships where there is always that heat and that passion, it's an issue-based relationship where it's, it's fight makeup. So you've got this incredible passion, but there's also a lot of high intensity fighting and yeah. people's issues dovetailing onto one another. And it doesn't sound like that's the two of you. Sure. Okay. Well, that kind of leads me to one of my biggest questions. I would love to talk about maybe I have guilt with not showing up as the man I know I'm capable of being and who I want to be. I know that a large portion of our issues start with me not leading this relationship the way I personally believe I want to slash should be just for a healthy balance of masculine and feminine that I want. So naturally just not taking, you know, the, or take, uh, putting forth the effort to go create that, you know, nice chocolate souffle of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I just find myself being pretty disconnected and, you know, not doing the things that I've kind of experienced in other relationships in my past. I'm like, Oh, I've, I've actually gotten, I'm a hopeless romantic. I want the fire. I want the passion. I want the zest. I'm, I'm, I'm almost willing to lose my <laughs> my sense of my entire life because like due to relationship when it's that exciting, which is obviously, you know, it's an extreme. That's probably not good, but no, I'm uh pretty disconnected in, in, in this stage. I know it's kind of the result of disconnected uh, attraction wise. Um, it's, I hesitate to say that she's a beautiful woman and it freaking has a heart of gold and I love her to death, but yeah, I just don't, you know, I don't always, you know, want to just go sweep her off her feet and take her or get her the, the spontaneous, gift or flowers. Mm-hmm. I just kind of coast in the relationship and that's not me. Yeah. Well, it isn't, it isn't because we don't know the hopeless romantic is you either. You're probably still figuring out who you are and how you want to show up. But I want to go back to something you said earlier, which was the mom comment. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your relationship with your mom. Ah, oh, it's a tough one. Um, <laughs> you can tell from the sigh. <laughs> <sighs> mom. Yes. I would love to figure out some real tangible things to heal this and work past this, but I've kind of described her for as long as I can remember now as a dog with her tail between her legs. She's very powerless. She just has no sense of self-confidence and, and really struggles to, you know, find any sort of direction in her life. And I feel like I parent her and I'm kind of mm-hmm. at a place of exhaustion in my life with taking care of everybody else, especially my family. So I have massive resentment. I'm currently trying to work through and deal with, um, with a lot of people in my family, but specifically my mom. And I just, yeah, get very triggered around her where it's like anytime I'm, we're, we're together it's she literally breaks down and cries most of the time we just like come together and talk about anything like, <laughs> had the most general conversation of the day and it brought her to tears because it made her like reflect on her own insecurities in her own life so long story short i don't really feel like i have a mom i can lean on and mm-hmm. i have a lot of re- because of that mm. and you felt that way since you were a little boy not consciously but it's definitely been an unraveling you know in the last let's say five to seven years of seeing you know getting into personal development, doing self-reflection um, work and whatnot. And I see a lot of my own issues stem from feeling like I couldn't lean on her mm-hmm. or be, you know, have a, a safe mother to, to, to lean on. And I, I've kind of had a tendency to attract somewhat masculine women. Um, I was a very shy boy growing up and kind of went into middle school, high school, even college years. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say masculine women, what do you mean by that? Um, tomboy tendencies comes to, comes to mind at first. Um, so like, you know, intense athletes sometimes, um, just a more 
direct approach to life and the relationship. And, you know, maybe they approach me first in the beginning or um, just strong women. So women you don't have to take care of or parent. Yes. Yeah. And with, with Rory, that's one of our biggest triggers is when I feel responsible for her. Oh, I, w- I want to run so fast. And I don't think that's healthy to be like, that's not what a masculine man does, but that's the trigger for me. Yeah. If you want her to be in her feminine, you've got to be someone she can lean on. So I love your awareness and I love your honesty. There's one big thing I want to point out. And as I'm talking, just really feel into if it feels true and if it makes sense for you. So there's definitely a wound with mom. Mom never really gave you the love and nurturing and momming that you really want, wanted or want still. You were parentified. So the balance of the relationship, the polarity of that relationship was messed up. Can you see that? For sure. Yeah. And so there's a massive intimacy block with women because you never had healthy intimacy with your mom in the way Mm. you wanted. And so no wonder you love the chase. No wonder you love the romance. No wonder you love the flowers and whisking off the feet because that's actually not intimacy. But when it's actually deep intimacy and you have to let a woman fully into your heart, that's where I think the little boy and you get scared because you don't want to be let down again. You don't want to be disappointed again. You don't want to get hurt. So whether it's Rory or somebody else, this is going to continue to be a thing for you until you really heal this mother wound. And you look at your anger and your sadness and your grief about not really having that kind of intimacy with mom. It's like there's a part of you that doesn't know how to actually have intimacy with a woman. And I'm not, when I talk about intimacy, I'm not talking about sex. It's, it's part of it, but I'm talking about real emotional intimacy. And two reasons. One, didn't have it with mom. And second, scared of getting hurt again. Scared of being let down again. Is this landing? Oh, I'm crying. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if those tears could speak, what would they say? Um, I'm so sick of having to feel like I have to chase what I actually want. I'm so sick of, I'm just tired. I'm tired of, um, I don't know. You're tired of what? Feeling like it's some fucking complicated puzzle to just feel loved. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. What does it take Tyler for you to feel loved? To, um, I think this is the woman talking, but to feel desired, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to feel you know wanted and, and valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if we could encapsulate that, if the wounded little boy is talking, it would be really to feel taken care of too. Not in a, you don't want to marry your mother, but to really have your needs taken care of. And one of your needs is to feel desired, right? One of your needs yeah. is to feel respected. One of your needs is to feel wanted. All those kinds of things. But your needs weren't met by your mother. She wanted you to meet her needs and still does. Yeah, for sure. So well, <laughs> this is why we want, I want to talk to you. The, I, I deem you as a female version of Jesus, by the way. <laughs> oh, please, no, don't, don't make me live up to that. <laughs> But these are these are things I've heard before and, and looked at within myself before. And 
I, I feel almost helpless in being stuck in this. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do to move past this for, for good or maybe at least make tangible results, you know? Well, what have you done so far? Attempted to forgive my mom, but it always seems to come back with resentment. Mm. With resentment on your end? Yeah, I attempt, you know, attempt, attempted to forgive her and had conscious conversations with her or in a journal or whatever and attempt to have a clean slate with her and just understand she's doing the best she can with what she knows and the love she got from her mom, which was very toxic and verbally abusive. And I see where it comes from. Sure. But, but that doesn't heal the wound. Have you ever really dealt with your anger? I don't think so because anger is a newer thing for me in my life. I was the goody two shoes, good boy growing up, just always doing the following the rules, doing the right thing to try and subconsciously obtain love or passive aggressively get love from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that part of that persona or mask was to hide anger and not stir the pot. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I'm exhausted hiding and I just want to <laughs> be authentic and, mm-hmm. and truthful. And I think I'm pendulum swinging to the other side and I'm trying to balance it out. But I don't know. You mean I, you're being I, too truthful? <laughs> no, just being too angry or being a bit of an asshole at times that I don't intend to be. But Yeah. Well, being a bit of an asshole at times is, is anger leaking, not really processing the anger, no. not really feeling it. So you've heard me say on this show, there's two deaths of our parents. We have to grieve their actual physical death and death of the ideal. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've gotten your anger out about your mom or really grieved the mother you didn't have. And until you really grieve, the mother you didn't have and get all that anger out and really come to a place of peace and acceptance. You're going to play out that relationship with women, no matter what the woman you could keep having six months to year relationships when the hormones and infatuation are still driving. You could do that for the rest of your life. But I think there's a part of you that's really craving deep intimacy with a woman. And of course, why you pick more masculine women is you don't, you don't want to get in a position of taking care of again. Yeah. So, and again, I know, you know, a lot of this, maybe I just said some things in a different way, but I think that emotion that came up, my sense of it, when I felt into it is just, there's some real grief and this real yearning for a real deep connection with the, with a female right? And what's tricky is that you don't want a mom, right? You're not looking Mm. to replace mom, but you do want to be able to trust that you can let somebody fully in. And you've had to keep your guard up around mom Mm. because she's taken more than she's given. Wow. That's a very good point. That's bringing up my relationship with Rory right now. I I have a slew of triggers, but one is I have a weird attachment to things, you know, my home and, and car and things I've financially been able to create for myself because I can depend on that. I can create safety and know what control. I control. Yeah. And so I love her to death, but there's a, a joke that she's a little, <laughs> call her a little bull in a Chinese she China shop. She's a little reckless at times and <laughs> mm. some of my stuff gets ruined. So anytime something gets damaged, it brings up this feeling like, I don't trust you. We, we talked about this a few days ago. Like, actually, we don't have a complete trust here mm-hmm. because I'm attached to these parts of myself I'm trying to have taken care of. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to rely on her for that because it's, I don't know, I guess I'm creating some weird evidence that, see, she can't take care of those parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. 
Yes, like if you can't trust her with your car, how do you trust her with your heart? She's really weird. (laughs) No, she's not weird at all. It's not weird at all. It's a way you're subconsciously testing the waters. It's like if you can take care of these really important things, and we will collect evidence to prove our fears. It's all protection. So all very, very super normal. And, you know, I know I'm talking to her and then I'm talking to the both of you. So we don't have to have this all tied up in a neat little bow by the end of this conversation. Mm-hmm. But what I think the opportunity is for you, I don't think you know yet whether this is put a ring on it or go your separate ways. Yeah. I do feel like this is an amazing partner right now, a journey mate to help you really work some things through because it sounds like she's willing as well to work yeah. on some things. And again, I have to talk to her and the both of you together, but my, my sense is this is going to take some independent work on your end and possibly some independent work on her end and then some tools to use in the relationship. But I don't think you are in a place where you can make this decision. So I would like your decision to be no decision at this point. And I know that's tough because you want answers. (laughs) You want clarity. You want, do I move on with my life and somebody else? Or do I, you know, really talk, think about proposing to this person? And from my point of view, the answer is neither right now. Yeah. It feels good. That feels good. Okay, good. Yeah. Whenever we have a feeling of relief, that's usually truth. So again, you were parentified. So you're going to feel pressure to make decisions because you weren't really giving freedom as a child to just do what you want and be in limbo because you had to move into that adulting pretty quickly. So any child that's parentified and moved into adulting pretty quickly really has time with the surrender and in between because it's like, no, I, I need to do something. Right. Because that's how I'm loved. That's how I'm validated. That's, you know, how I operate. That's my operating system. So I'm telling you and the little boy inside of you that it's okay right where you are. There's no big choice you have to make. It's okay just to rest and to be and not put the pressure to decide. You don't need to put any pressure on yourself right now, Tyler, to decide either direction. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely relieves some pressure. and feels good. Yeah. 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 Now, in terms of the, well, let me just stop. Do you have any thoughts or questions? I guess I'll, I'll ask a question. I'll, you know, if we need to wait till our call together or a different time, that's fine. Just let me know. But I, <laughs> I, I'm torn between emotional. Yes, I'll just let the, you know, no decision needs to be made. There's some work that needs to be done and we don't need a decision right now. Just relieve that pressure. And I also want to say, okay, well, I don't want to sit in this for too much longer because we've been doing that for three years now. So I'd love some tangible results or uh, actions or practices or whatever to actually dive in and say, oh yeah, you're picking her apart masculine in this, this, and this way, but it's actually your wound of your your parentified or, or the mom when we're talking about, right? So yeah. I guess my question is, do you have any exercises or things that you can tangibly recommend or is it that something we should wait to talk more about later? What's something you actually would really like to lead in the relationship? I want to be open, expressive, and, and on fire within myself and bring that into the relationship. And what that looks like is <laughs> without knowing if this is wounding or not, the, the fire, the passion of, Hey, I have an intense desire towards you. I want you. I'm thinking about you. I want to provide the fucking world for you. 
and that's how I'm showing up rather than my, my light inside feeling like it's turned off and I'm just coasting. Mm-hmm. So tangibly, what does that look like? God, I don't, I don't know. I can tangibly say, Oh, I can go get her flowers today. I can go write our love. note. I can do these tangible things, but that still feels like it's unresolved. The issue underneath of why, why aren't I already doing those things? Well, it's hard to really feel fired up about somebody else when we don't feel fired up about our own life. So are you fired up about your own life? Do you feel on purpose? Are you passionate about things? Some things, yes, but they're very new. I'm in a very transitionary phase energetically. I don't know mm-hmm. what that looks like quite yet, but like life is flipping in my, 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 <laughs> me upside down in a lot of ways. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, things I used to motivate me don't anymore. And I'm trying to figure out where to channel the motivated energy I do have, but don't know what that looks like right this second. So yes, but a lot of no. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe actually what you need isn't the whole Mr. Romance Fabio action. Maybe, (laughs) maybe what you actually need is to open up to her a little more to ask her, ask for, what is something you'd really love from her? Because again, you're not going to heal this wound by going and being Mr. Romance. You're actually going to heal this wound by letting her in. To me, this isn't so much masculine, feminine polarity stuff. This is just mother wound. Not just, but it's mother wound. So what's something you actually would love from her? It feels like I'm craving a mature, intimate feeling of being desired. Okay. Um, with with her, I, I, I describe her as like she is so safe and so down to earth and I can lean on her and I can build an amazing life with her. But I'm craving that intimate excitement spontaneity it's like <laughs> she calls me the pisces dreamer and, and mm-hmm. she's definitely uh you know more grounded and down to earth so it's a good duo but it's like well if i'm the only one that's like trying to be a dreamer here and be have, like go fly in the clouds i'm like well, that's not fun come with me you know <laughs> yeah but she also will keep you from flying away sure. right yeah no i'm married to a pisces i understand so <laughs> <laughs> so you need to feel desired you need to feel wanted. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. In a way that I don't have to ask for it. And that's where I struggle. Like I know I keep hearing mature part of relationship is, you know, speak on what you want. You have, to, you have to kind of like in a good way, train your partner on who you are and what your needs are and how to meet them. But I feel like, and this is, I think she disagrees with me on this, but I feel like we don't have much of a sex life or a much of an intimate, what I deem an intimate romantic connection, unless I either initiate or I either ask for it and tell her, Hey, I'm like, I'm wanting this or this is what I'm feeling. If I don't say anything or do anything, then nothing's there. And I feel alone in that. Yeah. Okay. And we can talk, I'm going to talk about that with her and we can talk about that together because I'm yep. wondering if she feels safe enough to do that. And she may she not, Yeah. you know, yeah. she may not. So here are some things I want you to, to, to work on. I really would like you to get at the anger at mom. Obviously you're not going to call her up and chew her out. And it's not that it's, it's a temper tantrum technique. It's doing emotional release work. It's anger work. And you can go to christinehoster.com slash anger release and get how I teach that. Okay. And it can be writing letters to her that you never send. It can be, you know, you go for a walk in the woods where no one can hear you and you just say it, talk it out. Um, 
you really allow that little boy to speak to about like, I'm so mad at you, mom. I'm disappointed. Um, I really wish you would have X, Y, Z, like used sentence stem, sentence stems to get to journal and to get out the frustration and the anger at her and the hurt. Because if you don't complete this relationship with mom and grieve it and get the anger out, you will continue to have issues in relationship. Okay. So that's top on your list. The other reason that sex and intimacy may dwindle is because after the initiation, the hormones wear off, you start projecting mom stuff on your partners and yeah. nobody wants to have sex with their mom. For sure. So that's your key priority. The other priority is I need you to go and find passion and purpose in other areas of your life. I don't know if there's, you know, a fishing trip you want to go on or you want to take guitar lessons or, or something, but you've got to find something that lights you up that isn't romance. Yeah. And then the last thing is I want you to practice intimacy with her, not sexually, but intimacy of, Hey, this is really what I'm feeling. I really just would love you to listen. I don't want any comments or anything. I just would love you to share. I just want to share something with you and I just love for you to hear me. And if when I'm done, you can just say back to me that I, do you hear me? And you can maybe reflect back what you heard. That's all I want. And I want you to practice sharing what you're feeling and your fears, not your complaints or desires about the relationship, but more what's hard for you, what's challenging for you, what's coming up for you. Okay. Can you do those three things? Absolutely. Does this, is this helpful? Does it sound like it's some steps in some kind of direction? Yeah, definitely. Definitely some steps. I mean, there's 30 million legs of the conversation we could cover and talk yes. for three days, right? But um, it's definitely helpful because I think my biggest piece is that, that mother wound and, and resentment I feel because, you know, I, I actually have some very, very passionate things I'm involved in and it does light me up and, and whatnot. But the blockages seem to come back to that core wound of like, I don't feel desired and now I'm shutting down and now I resent you and I'm going to push you away all right. over the surface without being said. And she right. feels all that and doesn't want to open up. Right. So, And remember what's underneath. I don't feel desired. That's the little boy wound. Absolutely. Right. It's, I don't feel cared for in the way that I need. I don't feel wanted. I don't feel like a priority. I'm not getting what I want from you. That's what's really underneath it. When you heal mm -hmm. this mom wound and let's say you get to a place where I actually release that anger with her, does, mm -hmm. does that just heal itself and go away? Is that like an aspect that just needs to be heard and loved and, and understood Then it just kind of like dissipates and, you know. And, and grieved. Like when you really let go of something and when the inner child part really gets, oh my gosh, that's complete. That's done. It's, it's over. I'm never getting what I want from mom and that's okay. And I can stop looking for it from other people that's when it starts to go. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And it, there may always be remnants and it may be something you have to work with. But again, it's the awareness of it and really working with that little boy inside of you. So every time you feel like that, oh, I just want to feel desired, I want you to go in and ask little Tyler what he really needs in that moment. Hmm. And see if you can start first giving it to yourself. Because again, underneath desire is I want to feel cared for. I want to feel important. I want to feel like I matter. I want to feel like a priority. Right. 
that's what's underneath. The wanting to be desired by your romantic partner is just the adult version of the little boy's version of I want to feel loved by my mom. I want to feel wanted. I want to feel like she wants to take care of me. Because the child wants to feel like their parent enjoys taking care of them and wants to be with them. And you didn't feel that. Yeah. Gosh, this is so, so hard to get clarity and organize in all the aspects. You're, you're completely right. You're nailing, you're hitting the nail, nail right in the head. But Rory, you like, she's my current partner is amazing at taking care of me. Like she'll do anything for me. And I, I still like, it doesn't resonate. It doesn't hit home. Like, Oh, you made me dinner. Like, of course I'm grateful and say, thank you. But, it usually comes back to, I don't know, it's just a love language thing or what, but. Well, she may be taking care of you in the ways that are comfortable for her and not the ways that you really need. And that's what we get to explore in the session together as well. But again, you have a blocked intimacy. So at least from my perspective. So her doing those things, there's a part of you that is afraid to let it really in. So the last thing I'll say is, Really try appreciation and really try letting it in and see if you can fall in love with the way she loves you. Mm. Try, let it in, really let it in, really feel it, really see it as her making dinner for you is her desiring you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That just helped me see that if she doesn't love me the way that I'm currently setting up parameters for then it's not safe because I actually am not getting what I want. It's, pr- again, proof that I'm like, see, not taking care of the way exactly. I want. Like, nope, you, we will collect yeah, evidence for our story. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Re-listen to this before our session together. Okay. Let it simmer, and we'll keep moving forward. But right now, there's no choice to be made. I love it. Okay. My pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Thank you, Tyler, for being part of this series. I love that we got to talk first because I think it really laid an amazing foundation for the work that I will do with your partner and with you as a couple. So as you listened to this episode, I'm sure that you, once again, were not surprised (laughs) that the issues that Tyler is facing in his relationships, the concern, the questioning, the roadblocks, all of that stem from what is it? Childhood, parental stuff. I know, I know. I'm like, I'm I'm so predictable. (laughs) But it's kind of how it works. Not all the time, but a lot of the times, things that are coming up in relationship stem from things that did or didn't happen in our childhood. And you heard with Tyler, this mother wound that he has is really creating an intimacy block. He isn't really letting her all the way in. I think a long time ago, he created a wall towards his own mom because he wasn't getting what he needed. He wasn't really getting a mom. He still to this day feels like too much of a caretaker. And so because of that, he's attracted to women that are more taking care of themselves and more quote unquote masculine. But I just want to say, just because a woman is athletic or tomboyish or is independent and takes care of herself doesn't mean she's more masculine. Could just be, that's just her preference. It also could be a protective way of being. You know, I was often called too masculine because I was successful and because I was really into my career. But what it really was is I, as I have shared on the show, achievement was the way I compensated for massive insecurity. 
So it wasn't necessarily masculine behavior that I was so career oriented and so kind of on it when it came to my career and getting things done. It was more about this protective pattern that protected me from my insecurities. So I just wanted to say that because I think a lot of times someone's called masculine or feminine when it may be that they are displaying those traits, but it's more about compensatory or protective behavior. But anyway, this is a pattern that Tyler realizes that he's attracted. And of course, if he had a mother that he always had to take care of, he's not going to want to attract that. So we either attract the same thing, thinking we can change it or it will be different, or we attract the exact opposite. But the problem still remains is that we're not really attracting from our adult self, from a really, really healthy, integrated place. We're attracting more from our wounding. And so it's going to be interesting to see when I coach his partner and when I coach them together, what else is revealed. But right now, my work with Tyler is about unless you really dig deeper and heal this mother wound, this is going to keep showing up in relationship. And so now is not the time to make a decision because you're still wanting that infatuation, romance that isn't real intimacy. I mean, the beginning of a relationship is the easiest because we have massive hormones going. We're super attracted to the person. It's new. It's shiny. It's when we have to go deeper that the intimacy blocks reveal themselves. And Tyler's a little bit there. And because he's so reliant on the romance, the newness, the infatuation, the hormones, he's having trouble finding passion in a more long-term relationship. Because in order to find that passion in a more long-term relationship, you have to go deeper. You have to, because the initial attraction phase isn't really there. And he said he's passionate about other areas in his life, but why is he not showing up in leadership in his relationship? And part of him may be scared because he doesn't want to go into that leadership position and then be a caretaker, or he doesn't want to be disappointed, or on some level, he's got some anger at women. There's, there's a lot to, for him to kind of dive into here. But so often we think that the issue is the relationship. And if we just made a decision about the relationship, then everything will be fine. But my hesitation is if he just ends this relationship, he's going to go back into the pattern of falling in love with someone new, having all the hormones, and then being in the exact same place again. Plus he's young. They're both really young. So they've got time to sit in this, to work it out and to really see, okay, we're definitely a journey mate right now. We're definitely learning things from each other, but are we destined for side-by-side partnership? Can we really get to the next level of our relationship or do we come together to teach each other? And right now, I don't know. I haven't coached her. I haven't coached the two of them. We shall see as this series continues. So stay tuned. That's the show for today, everybody. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.